You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. This is Pod That, two brothers talking sports. NBA over under part one and two, the East Coast and the West Coast. With me, Sammy Georgior, and my boy, George Georgior. We are, we had a longer East Eastern Conference part one, a shorter Western Conference part two, giving all the over-unders and a couple locks. Um, George, my biggest takeaway from these two podcasts, same intro for both of them, but my biggest takeaway is the West is stacked. The West is absolutely stacked, my friend. And uh, there's a lot of good teams this year. A lot. Of, this is a very hard over under. I mean, just a great NBA season about to start. Can't fucking wait. It's going to be exciting. Much love. And uh, thanks for tuning in. All the love. And uh, you're listening to Pod That, Two Brothers Talking Sports, and the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. And George, you know what we like to say. Cheers to sports, y'all. NBA regular season over-unders. And, George, it starts tomorrow. Very Come quickly, on. it feels like. Uh, you know, the craziest part was like it was maybe, I want to say a couple weeks ago. I think it was in September. And I saw a post on Instagram and Twitter saying one year one year ago today, the, Miami, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. That was the bubble NBA Finals. Yeah. That was literally about one year and one week ago. One month, I think. One month. One year and one month ago. Yeah. And it's that, that's why it's just so crazy. And it kind of, you know, I feel like we can finally not take those things in, into account anymore. Finally, right? Like, I think last year, when you look at who won the NBA Finals and who made it, considering it was the Milwaukee Bucks with the young superstar and the Phoenix Suns who were in the bubble but went 8-0 and with momentum but then didn't have to play the rest of the bubble, that would have played a bigger role and decided, like, it played a much bigger role in who won the NBA Finals. Like, the teams that didn't, you, you had the Miami Heat kind of bottom out last year after having to play all the way through the bubble finals and the Lakers and LeBron with his first ever first round loss after all that time in the bubble. But I think we, I, I didn't take it into account as much as I should have last year when predicting what was going to happen, but I think we're finally past it. Like yeah, uh, the fatigue I, side. I, I pretty much agree. I think there's two things that you want to keep in account here. One, uh, I agree with you. I think the fatigue side's over now. The only fatigue that we have to think about a little bit, and we've had to deal with this before, is you know maybe players that played in the Olympics, but I don't think that's too big of a factor. And the only other most thing, the young guys though, is the one thing. Most, yeah, yeah. And the only other thing I have to keep an account for is this podcast because we're going to be going through the NBA over unders, and we're going to look at last season's win totals. I'm sure, like. I always gauge on how did the team do last year, but last year they only played 72 games, not 82 games. So it's going to account for a difference in my math. That's all. Yeah, I don't I do not do it that way, so it's not going to make a difference for me. Uh, I bet you know me. Like I'm not, I'm not freaking Brian Windhorst here. I'm not looking at last year's records. I'm going to base it off what I actually think. Just like 
I'm going to base it off like Atlanta Hawks, 47 and a half wins. Like, how good do I think they are? That's just how I am. Like, right, right. But my, my point is like last year, Atlanta won 41 games, right? Well, I know, but that's this is your I'm just saying yeah. I'm not going to do I'm not going to. I got one screen on me in my iPhone. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at last year's totals. I'm just going to base off what I think for this year. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Fair enough. I I was trying to say, like, for me, I forgot what is good. That's all I'm saying. Like, what's a good number? No, I know. That's what George, I'm trying to understand. Say. You were saying that for you, you look at last year's to figure out the numbers. But I was just telling you how I'm going to strategize. I'm not going to look at last year. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, perfect. Let's just get going. Um, I, I don't George, know. George doesn't like people disagreeing with him. No, no. I was just trying. It's not that. No, it's not the, the. My point was more this. I was trying to say. That I forgot what a good number is. It was it's forty one, like that's what I'm trying to say. I'm saying five hundred. I after thirty years of watching eighty two games, you don't know what a good number is. I'll tell you, yeah, a good but, number is like forty five to fifty wins. I know, but last year Atlanta got forty one in a seventy two game season. Is that a forty five win team? That's what I'm trying to say. Like, what does that equate Ish. to? Like, is yeah, that's what I'm. I'm saying I'm having problem with the math. Realizing is a team better than last year, or worse than last year. I know you're not basing it off last year. I'm saying I'm having trouble with math. That's all. Well, I'm not, you know, like I said, it's not a very analytical podcast. We don't usually do very well at math in this podcast, anyways. So no, true. I mean, look, that... look at our bets, George, this year. NFL bets in general. They're not going very well. The math's not good this year. <laughs> it's a tough v- math v- year. V- very fair. It's a bit we're bad at math. Um yeah, and then the last thing I do want to say is last year you were kind of, you just hinted at it a few minutes ago about the Phoenix Suns making the NBA Finals and Milwaukee Bucks making the NBA Finals, which made sense. They kind of went through the journey. But the Phoenix Suns in general, I was, uh, it's confused. I, I wanted to do some research on this and I will at some point. Are they one of the first teams in history to ever make the playoffs for the first time in like a team's run and actually get all the way to the NBA Finals? Like, in the first playoff run. I don't know. I'm just like in my life, in my lifetime, I'm trying to wonder which teams have done this. And I can't think of any really. Yeah. I I, no no clue. I'm like, I, it's just, I'd be as useful as asking a wall right now. Like zero clue. All right. Fair enough. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think there's no, there's not a single team in the NBA this year that could possibly, I feel like, make the playoffs and make the finals that weren't in it last year anyways. That that never, like, that that was kind of the reason I was asking. Is there any teams you think that never made the playoffs, never made a playoffs runs? For example, the Chicago Bulls would be a prime example of a team, and I don't think they will, would be a prime example of a team that's similar to the Phoenix Suns that never made the playoffs, never had a playoff run, kind of signed a veteran in Drew Holiday's no Chris Paul, but... And actually make a run all the way to the NBA Finals. Didn't sign Drew Holiday. Ah, sorry, not Drew, DeMar DeRozan. Who's Drew Holiday? Um, I was thinking about the Milwaukee Bucks last year. I was like, what? I'm so confused. But they made the playoffs the year before. So No, the, who did? The Bucks. The year. Yeah, no, you I'm just, talking about you, the I know, I know. I the George, Bulls. I'm basing it off what you said. You said, I was thinking about the Milwaukee Bucks last year. And I'm saying... I know, but that, that that your theory thing didn't apply to the Milwaukee Bucks. No, no, it did not. Drew Holiday. I, no, no, I don't know why I was thinking about the NBA Finals last year. That's why I said Drew Holiday. I didn't mean I was thinking about the Bucks. I was thinking about the Suns, but I accidentally was thinking about the whole NBA Finals in general. Technical difficulty for a moment there. My mic unplugged. 
Um, the Chicago Bulls, George, are probably the only team that has any chance of doing what the Suns did, like you mentioned, at, okay. for, like, to not make the playoffs and then make a. I don't think there'd be a single team that has that chance this year. So the only ones that actually have like some all stars, right? Yeah, I'm looking right. through this team. That's the only team that would like fit that narrative, and I don't, I couldn't see it happening. <laughs> like, I think the Suns were such an anomaly last year, but it's also because they picked up a guy, Chris Paul, right? I think you'd have to do pick up someone like of that caliber to actually go that far. Yeah, it takes like a, a, a superstar. <laughs> yes, a real superstar. But, anyways, let's get into what the topic of this this podcast was actually meant to be, which is NBA over unders. Um. Because really, all these mini discussions are probably going to happen when we talk about these teams. So, exactly, NBA over unders is what we're rocking with today, and uh, we have a funky order for our listeners because we're basing this just off a list that we have on BetS.com, and uh, that's where our odd providers are. And you can go to BetS.com, use the promo code the Sports on Tap, all one word, and you'll get a hundred twenty-five percent bonus. AKA put in a hundred bucks, you get $125 in free play. So if you do want to bet and bet with us, you can go to betus.com and we're going to go East coast teams in this random order and then go back to West coast teams in a random order. Love it. And uh, we'll start with George, the Atlanta Hawks. Wow. Atlanta Hawks. Well, well, first of all, what, what's their over under on the season? 47 and a half. I was trying to I was I was trying to do that in like a, you know, cool ESPN type of way. I thought you would just read it off, but you know, oh, no. be fancy like, you know, parlay. I was a, I gave you an easy handoff. Parlay. Atlanta Hawks. No, I was Plus, sorry. Uh, a handoff. A handoff. Okay. Easy handoff. Yeah, 47 and a half wins for the Atlanta Hawks. Well, okay, this is a team I hated last season. I had them as a lock for an under. I remember that. And they definitely went over. And this team, Trey Young showed something in the playoffs. And I know the Sammy's favorite player now in the NBA. So kind of excited for him to talk more about them. But it's a team I totally believe in. This is a good basketball team. Uh, Nate McMillan is maybe the underrated coach in like so long. Their playoff run last year was absolutely like fun to watch. Trey Young's fun to watch. I'm going over on this one. I think I don't know if they're an NBA championship team, but I bet you this is one of the best teams in the NBA regular season and a team that's fighting for a top three seed in the Eastern Conference. And I, that, this is a big, big over. Yeah, I'm going over. Simple fact: uh, East is um, not as good as advertised. I feel like. Um, you ha- are, you, are you noting down, by the way, what we each pick? Yes. Okay. And it's my keyboard. I'm trying to barely touch my keyboard because everyone no one knows. No, that's good. I, you know, I would say it. Okay, cool. I'm trying to do it really, really quietly. <laughs> George has one of those annoying keyboards. But let's get to the point here, which is I got the over. Um, the East is uh, a little overrated, I would say. The Brooklyn Nets already have drama, and they're the best team in the East. As great as the Milwaukee Bucks were last year and won the NBA Finals, there's probably three or four, maybe five Western Conference teams that I would pick this year over them to win the NBA Finals. Philly already has drama with Ben Simmons, and who knows what's going to happen there. And then you got teams like the Knicks, the Pacers, the Bulls that I just don't understand very much. Mm -hmm. I feel like Atlanta, they're not the best team. They're not better than Milwaukee or Brooklyn, but... 
I feel like they're just they've been on a great like uh eat straight path, right? They've gotten better every single year. They re-signed Kevin Herder, this uh, whatever his name is, Kevin Herder today. John Collins is on the team still. Trey Young's on the team. They've just they just built a good team around what Trey Young could could be useful with. Mm-hmm. And um there's been no drama, no nothing. So I just feel like they're going to have a very good start to the season because they're one of the only teams in the East that aren't too complicated or have drama. So I just feel like with Trey Young only getting better, I don't see why they won't win 50 or 51 games. Yeah, I definitely think they're a 50-win team as well, Sammy. I, I like this Atlanta Hawks team a lot. Did they pick up anyone in the offseason? Uh, I always like to see, like, because kind of like, the especially the NBA season snuck up on me this year. Like, any notable new guys on the team? Mm, I don't remember specifically. I just know they they have John Collins still, and they re-signed Herder. Not nothing. I don't think anything. No, not not nothing. Nothing new. I'm on their uh, team right now. And DeAndre Hunter was hurt during the playoffs, right? And they still made that mm-hmm. run. Yeah, I mean, that's, Man, that's they still have Cam Reddish, who you never know with the second, third, fourth year guys. Sometimes it just takes a few years. No, and totally Cam Reddish got a lot better at the end of last season. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his team this year. Yeah, I am too. So we both took over. Over on them. Uh, I I was just thinking, there's no need to spiel too much more about him. This would take 44 hours if we did it. So, oh, if we did it for every team, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be some teams we really gloss over, but I'm sure. Yeah, (laughs) Orlando Um, Magic looking at you. Yeah, maybe. You never know. I like the Magic, man. Uh Brooklyn Nets over 55 and a half. Well, the numbers 55 and a half wins. Um, I'll start with this one, I guess. I'm gonna take the under on the Nets. Um, and that's a couple reasons. I don't know what the fuck's happening with Kyrie. Um, I think they're going to have a lot of injuries. I think there'll be a lot of Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, old man injuries left and right. Kevin Durant has not been a perfect bill of health himself over the last couple of years. So I would not be shocked if he takes some games off because they're going to make the playoffs no matter what. And, they're the type of team that really doesn't give a fuck as long as they make the playoffs. James Harden's in the same boat. Probably doesn't give a fuck until they make the playoffs. And I still think they win 50, 52 games. But I think 55 and a half is a pretty high number. They are not an all-time. They're not going to be an all-time regular season team. And I think there's just too much happening there. Um, and I think they're going to save a lot of it for the reg- for the playoffs. And I still think they have a great shot of winning the NBA Finals. I'm just going to go under because... 55, 56 wins to, to break this over. That's that's a lot of wins for a team that their third best player, maybe their second best player, whatever you want to call them. It's a weird situation there. It won't even show up. Uh, this team was horrible defensively last year. That's one thing we didn't, didn't really mention there. Um, other than that, you mentioned every single reason I'm with you on the under. <laughs> um, like literally like took every word I was going to say and you said it except for the uh, except for they're bad defensively too. So I'm just going to add that to the uh, reasons I'm going under on them. And especially in the regular season, like some regular season basketball, man, like you said, they can win 53 games and cruise to the third seat of a playoffs. And that's all they really care for. And then cruise to the Eastern conference finals, at least probably. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm totally with you. Total agreement on the under there. Only difference. I would say the only, if, if Harden and Durant play 80, 79, 80 games. Like Harden's known for that. He just, that was his first year kind of being 
you know, beat up a little bit this year. If they both somehow played 80 games, they'll probably hit the over. But I would just be shocked if they really put that mileage on their bodies, especially if Kyrie doesn't come back this year. Like, are they really going to – they're not going to – I don't know. You're not going to win the championship, and I don't think they're going to waste those miles. I, I agree with you. There's there's no reason for them to be going after it in the regular season. Here's an interesting one. The Miami Heat, 48 and a half. Um, here's a question for you just to start off the this uh this um discussion. One, are we sure Kyle Lowry's still good? Yep. Okay. Are we I mean, sh- let me like, rephrase that. Yes, yeah. like on a team of with four or five good players, he's perfect for that team. He's better than Goran Dragic. Okay. Number two, is Tyler Hero going to take the next step that he keeps saying he's going to take? And his preseason was fantastic. Even if he doesn't, he's an amazing fifth piece probably for a team if he's just pretty good. So part of me wants to take the under here, but you look at this roster, right? Jimmy Butler, Bam out the Bayou. I can never say his name, and I never will be able to. Tyler Hero. The reason you just said Kyle Lowry as a four-fifth. They still have Dragic on the team. Can't say his name either. A good bench. They don't have Dragic. Oh, no, Dragic is gone. Why does this say that he's, he's on, on Toronto? Toronto? He's on Toronto. That's right. They don't have Dragic. Um they have Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. Now I got the right roster. For some reason, ESPN pulled up last year's roster. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Um, but PJ Tucker, Victor, I don't know. Part of me wants to go under on this team, but I think they just have too much firepower and are going to be too good of a regular season team, too well coached. And I know everyone laughs about heat culture, but there is something there, right? They do have a great culture in the NBA. I'm gonna, I'm going to go slightly, slightly, slightly over. I'm just going over because they I think they have the best uh like system culture in the Eastern Conference. Is that a question? No, I'm just saying oh. I like that's oh. like, like a half <laughs> okay. opinion. Like not as one of those like not a guaranteed statements. That's why it sounded like a hypothetical question. But uh, okay, that's why I was like, are, the, you, <laughs> I was like, are you coach. asking me? <laughs> no, they'd probably have the best like coach ownership gm president operation system of the east coast of the eastern conference um along with two all-stars maybe three you know if you're having a good regular season and two really young talented players uh i just don't see any reason why a team like this that has a guy like jimmy butler who will do whatever it takes to play as many games as possible and bam will do the same I don't see why they won't have 51 wins. So I'm going uh, I'm going over easily on that one. All right. Um, who do we got next? The Milwaukee Bucks, 54 and a half. Um, this team won the NBA championship last year. I don't know if uh, just, you know, spoiler alert there. If you missed last season's NBA championship, they did win it also. Just want to get that out of the way. Um, Thank you, George. You're you're really welcome. Appreciate that. Um, if you're listening to that po- this podcast and you don't know that, that would, there's probably zero percent chance. There's a zero percent chance, but yeah, uh, I'm. And this, I don't know. If, look, I always laugh at these things because you see it every year. Like, oh, this guy has a new jump shot, and this guy's really ready to take to take the next step on his jumper. And we're hearing a lot about this 
about Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can never. Can you pronounce his last name? Antetokounmpo. Yes. Um, he was. Yeah, at least he didn't post. I'm in the lab. You know, like everyone has to do when they're working on their jump shots. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I buy it and I don't buy it. I'm going to let you take the floor on this, and I'm going to give you a hypothetical after. Well, first, I was going to tell you, if I hear any bullshit about Giannis's jumper, I was going to walk off this podcast today. So I was very close to walking off the podcast today because I don't want to hear bullshit about Giannis's jumper. It's still ugly as shit, so it's going to not be that good during the regular season. It's pretty clear when a guy actually has a jumper. Like, Watch the videos of shooting jumpers in preseason and stuff. It's ugly. It doesn't mean he's bad at shooting jumpers. He got better last year in general, right? Mm-hmm. And like he's not Zion or he's not uh, Ben Simmons, right? He he's, he made a couple threes in the finals. He hit some big shots. He's not gonna have a great jumper. Like it's I think it's like it, at least this year or yet. Like watch those videos. It's ugly as hell. He still won the NBA championship though. He's not supposed to be this. He's not supposed to be Damian Lillard from three, right? Like right. He's a he's a six foot ten. His name is the Greek freak because he's a freak of nature athletically, and he does a little bit of everything. LeBron James, as much as LeBron, if you don't think LeBron works on his jumper 24-7, then you're crazy, right? Like the LeBron, to be as good as he is, is probably one of the hardest workers in NBA history. They're, he's just not a pure shooter. Some Sometimes it's on and sometimes it's, it's off, right? So this Giannis jumper stuff, like... I think if you watch the videos, it's still very ugly and broken. When you get through a long season and pressure moments in the playoffs, I don't think his jumper is going to be great, but I, can, I think it's going to be like last year. He hit some big shots and big moments, even with his jumper, because he's not bad. He's just not, uh, like I said, he's not, not supposed to be Steph Curry from three. Right, and I don't think, so that's where my problem is with it, with it right now is a lot of people are concentrating just on that three-point shot. Um it seems like a lot of great players come back every year into the game and add something different. LeBron started adding different things. I'm wondering if Giannis, let's just say two things. One, he he now shoots a good mid-range jumper that's not like lethal, but it's in his repertoire. That would be pretty good for him. And two, can he improve his three-point shooting percentage from 30% to 33%, which is an extra couple points a game? maybe an extra three-pointer a game. I don't know. I have no idea if he can or not, but I just think those two things are intriguing to me because he's already so good. And like you said, he already won the NBA championship. But and if there's anything we know about Giannis and the LeBron James and the Kobe Bryant's in the past, a lot of great players come back from an offseason adding an extra element to their game. And it might not ever be good. I'm with you. He's never going to be a great three-point shooter. But if he even gets three to five percent better, that's pretty good. I don't know if he will, but uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see it. To be honest with you, and it might be just the same exact shit that we saw last year in the playoffs. Like you said, it's good enough to keep you somewhat honest. I'm just excited to see it. I I'm (laughs) I sound like a pessimist right now, but like I'm not that excited to see it. I I think he just has a good game. I think he's get like. There's going to be no difference for me visually if he shoots 41% versus 42% from the field. I think Giannis is just one of those guys. He's going to have some nights where he probably is well, he hot shot 56% well. last year. You know what I mean? I mean, from like jumpers, not that includes layups, George, and dunks. I'm saying okay. like 
his jumper. Like if he shoots a fadeaway jumper and he goes from shooting 40% to 41%, I'm not going to notice that much of a difference. The only way I'd notice that much of a difference is if he really became, you know, like a knockdown shooter, right? And nobody, I don't think we've ever seen a player in the NBA history go from a guy that was airballing threes to being like a complete knockdown shooter the next year. It might progress over a few years, but I fully expect his jumper to be better this year. I expect his free throws to be better. I know he went from like that 10-second routine to like a five-second routine in the preseason. He was quickly releasing free throws, thinking about it less. But at the end of the day, the reason it doesn't excite me too much is because of the what you started with, which was like every year there's this new like, look at this guy's jumper. Oh, my God, Ben Simmons. Oh, look at James Harden. He did a... Between the legs, spin move, step back in the corner for a three. Did you ever oh, see you, game? You, like, no. you, you remember that shit? Yeah, that like the, the pickup games. Worst. Like, yeah, that was the worst shit. That that one never does I, it. I, 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 oh, yeah, but at least it's a conventional. It's a it's a jump shot. This is not a. This, we're not telling him he's gonna be doing three sixty layups in the middle of the air. Okay, but, but still, I know what it, you. But, but I totally understand what you said. That was funny. Okay, it's just as dumb as Ben Simmons shooting threes and pickup, and he doesn't. He shot one three in his career, or two. Like, yeah. at least James Harden actually might have pulled that move off. The thing with Giannis, like I'm saying, man, he's he's gonna get better because he's Giannis, and he's like a LeBron, and he's like a Kawhi Leonard. They get better. I don't think we're gonna see anything where we're just like, oh my God, Giannis went from sh- shooting. You know, thirty percent from three to Steph Curry now. So no, no, and I don't think anyone thinks that. (laughs) Yeah, but that's why I'm saying it doesn't excite me that much. I think it's gonna be the same old Giannis, and I think Giannis is perfectly competent the way he is. That's why he won the NBA Finals, and he won Finals MVP, and he, you know, he's won MVPs in the in the league, and uh, he's perfectly fine just the way he is. And I I don't think we're going to see that much of a difference from Giannis this year in any facet of his game. Um, He's just one of those consistent, really fucking good at what he does type of guys. And uh, the other reason I'm going to go with that is he cares about defense. Yeah, he he does. Like when I watch off season people, like even a Ben Simmons on pickup basketball, hitting threes, he's not giving any effort on defense in those pickup games. He's probably not even tired. Giannis, same thing in these preseason games. There is a big difference when you're in game 60 of the NBA. Giannis is playing for defensive player of the year awards, giving it 110% and then having to pull up for three mid game. Your jumper's a lot different than when you're just like shooting around when you're playing pickup games, walking around on defense. So that's why I don't think we're going to see much of a difference with Giannis's game. I think it's going to be just like last year where, yeah, he's evolved a little bit here and there, but ultimately he's just really good at what he does, which is a little bit of everything. And I think we're going to see that again this year. And I think as a regular season team, they're going to be really good again because, you know, that they have a good coach, they have a good system, and they have a lot of good players that will keep them alive. Even if some people rest, they, they just have that. They're very, they're very Spurs-esque, right? You also said the Spurs of the yeah. East. Yeah, and that's why I'm going with the over. I never got to that point. That's why I'm going to the over on the Milwaukee Bucks because I actually think they care about regular season basketball. They care about playing good basketball. I don't think they're a team. And Giannis isn't uh, Mr. Uh, I'm taking uh, time management off. Yeah, and I don't think it's even about that for Giannis. I think it's like 
they actually, if anybody needs home court advantage, it's a team like Milwaukee has really good home court advantage in the mm-hmm. playoffs. And Giannis, as great as he is, he won the finals MVP last year. He's not Steph Curry or like Kevin Durant who can just like win a game by pulling up jumpers. Like there's more to it in his game, almost more like a LeBron, right? Like there's a whole, I think there's more of a full process of the game. It's not about just getting hot. Like LeBron doesn't really get that hot. Like, in that way, like a Durant or Steph, like where I just went off for 10 threes in a row. Um, I think to them, it matters having the right, like home court advantage, the right, like system in place, playing the right way in different ways. Fair enough. Uh, this is an interesting one. Actually, the Charlotte Hornets, 38 and a half wins. Well, they have my favorite rookie, maybe in the NBA right now in James Boot. Boo Knight. Uh, I liked watching him at UConn and he's fun to watch. And I think he's going to be a, like elite scorer in the NBA. And I think that backcourt of Bridges, um, Ball and Boo Knight is going to actually, and you know, um, I don't know if LeVar Ball has thought about that, but that's three Bs. That's a triple B backcourt. Uh, I don't know if uh, they patent that one yet, but uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be fun to watch, man. Um, now, is that going to result into wins? I don't have much to say about this team. LaMelo Ball, obviously, is going to be so fun to watch. Bridges is really fun to watch. Boone Knight can score. I'm going slightly under, but I think 38 wins, 37 wins is enough to be a playoff team in the East, and I think the Hornets make the playoffs or at least a play-in game. Um, and I really think LaMelo Ball is good. Like, I you know too. it's crazy. I think he's like good, good, like good. Oh, like, Sammy, like, I'm sorry. You never said over or under on the Bucks. It's just a marking this down for you. Yes, I did. I said it no. three times. I said they care about the regular season. Easy over. Oh, okay. You said care about the regular season. It's still a lot of wins. So I just making sure. Um, Hornets. I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over. Okay. Uh, I think they're going to be an exact. I think they're going to be 41 and 41. Uh, I think the East is going to have a lot of like 40 to 42 win teams, 43 win teams. Like, I think with that mix of the Bulls, Hornets, Pacers, Knicks, the Celtics, even they get weird. Celtics are really weird. They have like two stars, but they weirdly like sometimes have those, you know, that, that, and they have a new coach this year, right? Brad Stevens isn't coaching. Brad Stevens is not coaching. No, that Which was really um, random. Remember when? Remember when there was like, we'll get to them a little later. Remember when it used to be like, would you trade two first round draft picks for Brad Stevens? And people like, no. Or like he's better <laughs> than Greg Popovich and Phil Jackson combined. Yeah, like he couldn't even make it seven years uh-huh. in the NBA. Who's the best coach uh, in the Boston area? But Brad Stevens or George? Bill <laughs> please move on. God, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're not even on the Celtics. So the Hornets. I think there's just a mix of all these average teams in the East. I'm going to go over because I actually really believe in LaMelo ball. I know that sounds crazy. I feel like he's been, I feel like he's a part. Sometimes I feel like it's a joke to believe in LaMelo ball, but then you just, he's actually good. It's like kind of weird. You know what I mean? It feels like a joke at some point. Like, Oh, LaMelo Uh ball. I still believe in them. I just think I, I actually think 38, 39 wins gets you into the playoffs in the East. I think they're a playoff team. I just think, like you said, I actually agree with what you said. I think there's going to be a lot of teams bunched up there together, and they can fall anywhere between 38 and 42 wins, and I think it'd be the same. Like yeah. that's a play that they're in a play-in game though this year, and they're going to be a really fun to watch. They're definitely entertaining. 
Uh, we have the Bulls. Oh, this 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 is an interesting one. They're, have you seen them in the preseason? I have. Looking good. Yep. 43 and a half wins. You take the floor first on this one, man. I'm this is the one I'm most confused about. Um they're either going to win 50 games this year <laughs> or they're going to win like 36 and be a really big disappointment. That's how uh, I feel too. Because <laughs> they have the capability of both, right? If I told you the Bulls have three all-stars on their team, okay? That could either be sound really cool or it can sound like DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, and Zach Levine. That, that's weird. That's a weird that's, three all-star yeah. combo. And on top of that, you have Alex Caruso. You have uh, Lonzo Ball. You have like Kobe White, Patrick Williams. A very odd-ass team. But remember, like I said, you either have I'm either gonna tell you they have three all-stars, or I'm gonna tell you they have Nikola Vucevic, Zach Levine, and DeMar DeRozan. It's kind of like they're all good players, but it could it could either be disastrous, all they all just figure out a play together and like they might be the two seed in the east. That's why it's so complicated. Yeah, they actually remind me a lot, a lot about um, – God, there was a team last year heading into this season that I felt the same way about, and they did not end up being disappointments. And that was Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, that's who I was thinking about, the team that kind of went forward in the reg- in the pre- uh, before the season started. And they actually kind of did it, right? They were actually pretty good. Um, I feel like Vujicic – DeRozan and Zach Levine are all equipped to be really good number twos or number threes, but none of them are really equipped to be a number one on a really good team. And that's where I'm struggling. Like Levine can be a number one on a bad team, but can he be a number one on a really good team? Same with Vujicic, same with DeMar DeRozan. Um, I'm going to go slightly on. I was going to say, I don't think, I don't want to get to that yet. You just gave it away. Those unders. I was going to say, you don't, that, that doesn't matter on a team like this though. That's why it's interesting. Like Trey Young's not Trey Young's not really a number one. Like if you really deeply think about it, right? Right. But there's but that didn't matter because when you have like this interesting mix of guys, it doesn't matter that much. And that's why that theory usually works. Like, oh, is this guy a number one on this? Like that doesn't matter in these scenarios because they're not a championship team, regardless, right? So. Mm-hmm. We're talking 43 wins. We're not talking making the NBA Finals. These type of teams don't need a number one to win 50 games. They need a number one to win a Finals, but not to win 50 games. That's why it's like, even if you don't have a number one, you have three number threes or three number twos, you can win 50 games. I don't know if the Boston Celtics have a number one. Oh, everyone would be like, Jason Tatum. Really? I don't know. Like last year for like no damn reason, they weren't that good, right? So it's like, Maybe he's a number two, and like there's not that many number ones in the NBA, but those teams can still have seasons where they win 50 games, like the Hawks, and make the Eastern Conference Finals, or even Jason Tatum in his second year win against LeBron James in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they're a really good team. In some years, they aren't as good. So, like last year, I they just finished think, 500. 
Yeah, so that's exactly. And, and that's and where the Bulls went under. That's kind of why I think the Bulls go under. Yeah. They remind me of that Celtics team actually a lot that you just mentioned. Yeah, but that same Celtics team, George, make, could make it to an Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, I know. Like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown did a few years back, right? Without Kyrie. Remember, Kyrie was out that series, that playoff. Oh, yeah. Remember when he didn't show up to Shocking. the bench? Yeah, weird. Yeah. So, But that's my point is, you know, like – I don't know. It's not it's not as linear as it usually is with these weird type of teams. You know what I, I mean? I totally like, I totally agree with you by the way. I mean, that's why I said this is one of the one I'm the most one of the most confused about and I'm just going to go under just for the sake of how I like basketball teams to be and that's to have a number one guy. I'm not saying that's the only way to do it. Yeah, I'm just going of my personal. That's how I like teams. So I'm just going to go under cuz that's I'm usually better at figuring out those teams than these type of teams. I'm going over. Okay. I think uh I think last year they actually probably would have made the play-in game if they didn't have – I think Zach Levine had uh, COVID protocol out for like 14 yep. days at one point, and then Vucevic got hurt really briefly. And they – all they did – think about it. That team, uh, all they did was pick up DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, and Alex Caruso. That's a pretty good offseason. So, no, it's a great – yeah, it's a great offseason. But, you know, yeah, like I think that's – you couldn't ask for a better offseason for a team like the Bulls. Um, so I, I actually think they're I think they're gonna be a little bit of a playoff disappointment because I think that's just you have Zach Levine and uh Tamar DeRozan. That kind of seems like what their like forte would be is like make a playoffs and lose, right? Yeah, but or they're, the, over or they're because... the Phoenix Suns and, and like we said, the Martin Rosen's Chris Paul veteran presence, first playoff run, NBA finals. Boom. I mean I know you say things sarcastically sometimes, but no, no, I'm serious. I'm actually kind of serious about this. No, I, my thing joking. is, you have Zach Levine and Devin Booker had the exact same label last year, right? And Devin Booker went to the finals, and Zach Levine made the All Star team, but he didn't have like you know like that veteran mid season got his second All Star, and then you get all these complimentary pieces. Like, fuck, you never know. They're not going to make the finals, but you never know. Like that team had. Zach Levine's still young, and and if he takes one step up with Demar Derozan and Vucevic on the team, like first, and Lonzo Ball takes a little step up, yeah, all of a sudden no, you're I, like, wait, that was weird, right? That's weird. They're, <laughs> I mean, the Hawks were in the Eastern Conference Finals and took the Bucks to what six or seven games last year. Yeah, so they, they this is not this is not theory. that far fetched. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. If they, yeah, actually, I was gonna say if they're in the West, it is far fetched, but no, the Suns did it. But the Suns got Chris Paul. It's a little next level. Yeah, he's not Demar. Chris, Demar Derozan is not Chris Paul. Yeah, it's a little different. But I'm going over. All right. Um, Detroit Pistons, twenty five and a half. I think this is gonna be one of those where we have the least amount to say about them. Um, I like Kate Cunningham. I think he's gonna be good and fun to watch. But this team is not gonna win twenty four games in the NBA. Twenty five. 25. Okay, well, they're also not going to win 24. If they, if they, well, you said 25. The thing's 25 and a half. If they win 25, okay. they're still under. They're still under. So, uh, yeah, I'm going under. That's all I, I like got. That. All right, perfect. Detroit basketball. Uh, Indiana Pacers, 43 oh, and a half. Indiana. No, 43, 43. All right. Um, no half. kind of. No half. Okay, so this... Can I start? Okay, go ahead. I'm excited about Thunder. this team. Whoa! This is going to be our biggest disagreement of the year. Sabonis is the worst all-star in the history of the NBA. Um, 
Malcolm Brogdon is not that good. Miles Turner, they don't even know if they like him or not in Indiana. Like, I like could him. be traded. He's not nobody. They don't know if they like him. He's been in fifteen <laughs> trade rumors. They literally don't know if they like him or not. Like, oh, I know. I'm just telling you. I oh, they they might not know, but I know I like him. Why would this team win over forty three games? Okay, so I was talking to a good friend of ours, Danny Bright, and uh, he was asking me, "Who's your sleeper pick in the NBA team?" No one's talking about that's actually gonna be sneaky good. And I said the Indiana Pacers. I love the Indiana Pacers this year. This is my. This is actually my sneaky. I have one in the West, one in the East team that's actually gonna be a little bit better. I lo- I really do like Carius Levert. I think he's gonna be scoring a bunch of points for them. I like yeah, Sabonis. Getting, probably getting hurt in like two weeks. Yep. I mean, he didn't get hurt. I mean, he had a like an actual heart problem. No, last I'm week. just saying he he's let's let's not make this sappy. He gets he's he's never finished the season. But go ahead. Okay, Miles Turner, I like. I know you said they don't like him that much. T.J. McConnell, I like. Tory Craig, I like. Malcolm Brogdon, I I think this team is gonna be really, really, really sneakily good. And I love the over. This is one of my favorite overs on the board. By the way, Kyler Silver's already out for the first week. Okay, let him be out for a week. Let, let him get his no, legs I'm just under saying, him. <laughs> uh, he actually, like they announced yesterday, Karis Levert will miss first four regular season games and be reevaluated October 25th. And you you didn't mention, they do have a new coach, Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Rick Carlisle's our new head coach. I'm telling you, this is my favorite like sneaky team that no one's talking about. I think they win 44 games and they cruise into like the play-in game or the sixth seed. I'm going under. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I just don't like this team. I hope I'm wrong because I, I guess I think I like the people on the team. Like, I think like Brogdon's cool. Levert is cool. Um, you know, TJ Warren, which is weird. Like, he was like the bubble all star. I know. Right? Like, so he's still on that team, which is interesting. Um, so I, I'm I'm rooting for them, but I just don't think they're going to be good. Yeah, and I mean, there's a team. I'm just going to tell you, like, there's Vegas is telling us something interesting here. Just to say one thing real quick, that the Knicks have a lower, which we'll get to soon, have a lower over under than the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I, I, well, I also isn't that interesting? Gonna, not to me, actually. I don't, I'm taking the under on the Knicks. I think signing Kemba Walker makes them worse. I think every team Kemba's gone to, it just doesn't end up winning. Um, sure. Okay, let's get to the Knicks, and we'll go to we just as we we're just talking about them. We'll miss that order. I'm, I'm with you on the Knicks, dude. I'm going under as well. I just think that like, and I want them to go they, over. Just to, just me to too. clarify, of course, because we want them to be in the playoffs and be good. Of course, we uh, we can all be in a, anybody that likes basketball. I don't care if you don't even like the Knicks. You can be in agreement that you want the Knicks in the playoffs or to be all right. Like that's yeah. just. I don't care if they're your rival team. Like if you're a Brooklyn fan or if you're like a Celtics fan or whatever like you should want the Knicks and the Lakers and the Celtics team and the like teams like that you should want them in the playoffs pretty simple yeah Um, I totally agree my problem is uh I love what they had last year but now you know they of course they have Tom Thibodeau right that's the x factor actually what their head coach is fantastic Yes, but I think it's a problem when you start to add a lot of guys like Kemba Walkers on the team. Kemba Walker is going to like run out of gas quickly. And he's getting and, paid $36 million. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like They still have all the same players they had last year. I know. But he's going to run out of gas. 
Like he, Tom Thibodeau plays his players. I think part of the reason they were so damn good last year, so exciting, is because it was a lot of the youth. I, I I think they were fine with just like a veteran, like a Derrick Rose veteran presence. I don't think you need to bring in a guy like Kemba Walker, who's like supposed to be a the starter, like a star of a team, and he gets gassed very fast, like due to injuries, unfortunately, and age, like him, like. Mm. Everywhere he goes, they seem not to win. I just didn't like that pickup for them. And I think it's cool for him. Obviously, he's from New York, right? But I just don't love this team for some reason this year. And I hope I'm really wrong, but I'm going under on the Knicks. I think they might still win 41 games, but you know they could be like a 500 team. But I just don't think they're going to be as good as last year. Little, little like I think it was a little bit of a smoke screen last year. Yeah, I'm going under as well. One thing we didn't mention uh, – I like RJ Baird a lot. I just want to say that. But what do you think of Evan Fournier? That was their big signing this offseason. They paid him $17 million a year. Don't you like money could have been spent better? I don't know what to say about Evan Fournier because he signed with Boston last year. And, like, I don't, he didn't do anything. Right. Yeah. That's why was I'm bad. Like, yeah. It was bad. But he got COVID, I think. I think. Yeah, I have I no comment because I, if I say too much about Evan Fournier, I because he could have a great season. I'm not, I'm too un I'm too unaware of what Evan Fournier does well because you weren't watching years, all the Magic games. Yeah, and he had great stats, but I don't know what that means, right? Like, <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. I don't think I've watched a Magic game outside of the year they made the playoffs against the Raptors, like Kawhi's year. And remember, they beat Kawhi and the Raptors in Game One, and then lost uh, four Col- straight. Yeah, I don't think I've watched like a full Magic game since that day because they started training away players and kind of just rebuilt. Um, they weren't even good then, but they just, you know, it was just like one of those. They were like a 38-win team in the playoffs. You're not the only person on this podcast who hasn't watched a full Magic game since then. Yeah, I'm not the only. Everybody <laughs> listening to this, unless from Orlando, don't watch Magic games. They don't even think they had like a nationally televised game last year. And I think... Uh, I'd have no words to say about Evan Fournier. Now, maybe my whole under prediction here is really wrong based on the fact that Fournier actually plays really well for them and we're kind of underrating him. Possibly. Other than that, it's going under. All right. And I don't uh, think Julius I love Julius Randall's effort and story and things. He's probably I don't think he's as good as advertised last year. Now he had a great season, though. Which and and you know what? I, I think he's actually a lot younger than we expect Julius Randle to be. So like, I guess that kind of changes. Like, I guess one of those things is like perception, right? He's been in the league for so long that you think like, dude, the guy's like, I'm guessing over, like, 25. 26 years old. So maybe yeah, it just so. like usually you know it used to be players come in at 22 and it takes three four years before they're good. Randle's been in the league for what eight or nine years now. I'm guessing this is his seventh season. Seventh season? Okay. So I think he's he was 18 one... in college. He probably started in the NBA when he was 19. Teen. It's probably seventh season. Seventh, seventh or eighth season. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, so maybe he is better than I thought, but I agree with you. That's how I feel as well. I'm just playing yeah. devil's advocate here. I think it's all about Evan Fournier. If he's good, maybe we're wrong. He got $17 million a year. Obviously, the other people were offering him something near that in the market. Right, you don't like. They weren't just like, "How much are you getting offered?" Like one million. We'll give you seventeen. Like you're seventeen, Evan. Congratulations. Welcome to New York. He he obviously was getting things in the fifteen to seventeen million range. So maybe we're underestimating that signing, and especially when I say Kemba, you know, 
Evan Fournier is probably if for time if I'm like, oh, Kemba's gonna run out of gas. Maybe that's why they have somebody like Evan Fournier, like split time, and you have Derrick Rose. Right. Maybe this team's more exciting than we think. Yeah, no, totally. Um, who we got next? Boston Celtics, 46 and a half. What why are these numbers so good? Like I'm gonna go. I have an answer, so please go ahead, please, because yeah, I'm just I, I'm gonna follow you, just because I have no idea what to say here. I'm just gonna take the over, but okay. the o- my over is based on the fact that I, you know, I have the Knicks and Pacers under two okay. teams that are somewhere in that range. Um, I think Jason Tatum is gonna be an MVP candidate this year. Okay. Um, and I don't think that means he's gonna be like a top five player really in the NBA, but I think. This is one of those years. It's a new coach, new system. He's going to like start off really hot. Um, and I just think they're going to win a lot of regular season games. I still don't believe in them in winning a championship. I don't think they're going to be a team that makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think Jason Tatum is going to have a great season. And, you know, Jalen Brown's a pretty good number two to have. Yeah, and uh, I mean, a lot of people say, like, I don't know the theory behind it, if it's true, is when you go play in the Olympics with other great players, you spent the Olympics with like Kevin Durant and the Devin Bookers and stuff. And like, it's like going to like a really elite basketball camp. And wow. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. Look at Devin Booker made a finals. Now he's, a, I know. Now he's a big shot, big, big shot. You made a finals. I'm just going to use you in my examples. Um, so maybe he does help him. Maybe he can take the next step over man. So yeah, I'm going to go with you over because you went over and I really, I can't, I, I think that's a great number. They could, they're going to win around 45, 46 games, 47, anywhere around that. Somewhere around there. Uh, Toronto Raptors, 36 and a half. Nick Nurse is supposedly, you know, one of the best coaches in the NBA. Give me a slight over. I don't, I, I don't got much on this team to be honest with you, my man. I'm going to go under. I fucking I'm so I Fred Van Vliet, hundred million dollars like cool like <laughs> Pascal Siakam hundred million dollars like who the fuck are these guys? They're like this is the year OG Ananobi is gonna be really good like really, he, OG Ananobi and Talon. I just switched to an under Sammy. You just sold me. <laughs> no, what's his name? Talon Thornton Huck Tucker and OG Ananobi. Those two guys drive me nuts because every year I hear that they're going to be like, you know, OG Ananobi, he was hurt during that finals run, but. But if he wait. wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And then like Talon Thornton Tucker, whatever. Dude's been on two LeBron James Laker teams. He gets like eight minutes a game in the playoffs. He's obviously like not going to be a superstar. Like, <laughs> I guess that's how I see it. So. Bro, you uh, show, I, you don't you don't know the potential of Taylor Tor- Torton Horton Tucker. You just don't know. You can't just let me talk without trying to double up the joke every time, huh? This guy, every word I say, he said, "Dude, Taylor Torton Hunger. <laughs> I, I I was trying to stick to Pascal Siakam and OG no, Annie, OG Ananobi for a second. Did because- Pascal Siakam try to punch Nick Nurse or something last year? I I, I don't remember that. I think they got in like a verbal or an altercation in the locker room. I'll fact check that while you talk. Okay. Because I don't remember that. Either way, it's not change. That's not going to make me change from under to over. So I'm on under and 
I just think they're not. I just don't think they're going to be good. Uh, I could see that team. I think Masai Ujiri is a smart GM, so I could see them being good in, in two, three years as he rebuilds something. But mm-hmm. uh, I think 36 and a half is high, and I think you know we're giving too much credit to Nick Nurse and too much credit to guys like Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. I mean, this motherfucking team had Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard and one, and neither one of those are on the team anymore. Like, they're not supposed to be as good anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they did get in a fight last year. Did? Yes. An altercation in the locker room, but like, you yeah, know, they yelled at each other. That's probably all it was. <laughs> Big whoop. <laughs> that they're still going to go under. All right. Um, who, who's next? Oh, you have no words on them? I told you, I got nothing on the Raptors. I'm just going to do what you do. <laughs> Under. Uh, Washington Wizards, 34 and a half. Also, for them to be only two games in range of the Wizards, I mean, they're they're showing they're not that good. No, absolutely. Wizards. Um, Bradley Beal can really get buckets, and... That's about it. Uh, this team is going to be nearly unwatchable. I don't know if there's need to watch them much in the, during this NBA season. I'm de- somehow Bradley Beal. Like it seems like he's staying a wizard. He doesn't seem as unhappy as we want him to be. They do have K- KCP now and Kyle Kuzma, so I'm going under. But uh, it's going to be an interesting team. We'll finally find out, can Kyle Kuzma under LeBron's shadow actually do anything? I mean, he's going to probably be around the same player, like 13 to 15 points a game. That's how I feel, too. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've taken a lot of overs with like some side teams, like the, uh, like the um, Charlotte Hornets and the... Uh, he and I took the Bucks over and I took the Bulls over, so I'm gonna go under on this as well. There's gonna be a couple bad teams in the East. I could, I'm just gonna go under because if Bradley okay. Beal at any moment sits out, like gets hurt, takes a couple games off, or decides he does want to be traded, this team's definitely not winning 34 games. It, it's it takes it's I think to win they they're capable of winning 34 games, 35 actually to be over, but. That would require 100% from Bradley Beal, which means I, I plays agree. the whole season and plays his best football. Basketball. Yeah, Sorry, I was watching football on the screen. <laughs> if he plays his best football, they got a big problem here. I got Monday Night Football's uh, pregame on, on the background, so I was like, football. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just fucking go under. Screw it. They're All not right. very good. Well, Another I'm team gonna... that's not – I was yep. going to say, I was just going to go with that. Before you get started, the next team, I I was not going to spoil it too much. I'm going under for sure. I'm going over on the Cleveland Ooh. Cavaliers. 27 and a half wins. I think they're about a 29 win team. Uh, I think they suck, but I think, you know, they've had a lot of draft picks and a lot of young guys in this system. And Colin Sexton's actually, I think... <laughs> Mm, I wouldn't say underrated, but like he's not bad at basketball. You know, he's a, no, he's he's a decent NBA player. Um, I just can see this team winning like 28, 29 games. Still be one of the worst teams in the East, like bottom three or four. Let's sneak in some wins that they probably shouldn't sneak in. Like Colin Sexton's in his third year. You got Darius Garland. They, they or as people in Cleveland, you know what they call that, right? 
DG. No, they call them Sexland because it's oh, called wow, Sexton like... and Darian Garland. So they call like it Sexland. That. You haven't heard that one? No, and it used to be Believe like, Land, go- right? I'm going over. I almost want to go over just for the fans' uh, amazing uh, creativity there. Yeah, so they they call Garland and Sexton Sexland, and I'm I'm taking Sexland over 27 and a half. I'm, I'm going to say they win 29 games. All right. I like and, uh, I f- and oh, one other point there, actually. I think Kevin Love will get traded for some other small, like, young piece. You know, like, it'll be a team that's looking to contend. Like, you know how, like, Landry Shamit gets traded around? Guys like yeah. that. <laughs> Always. No, but he got, he just signed a four-year deal with the Suns today, by the way. I know, I saw that. But uh, I feel like Kevin Love could get traded for somebody like that. Like, you know those play- like like the Taylor Horton Tuckers where people are like they'll never he'll never be traded like until they need to trade him for a finals run you know like okay yeah fair enough so they're gonna have enough young pieces on this team I think to uh, win enough games and they got Laurie Markin in now right and a couple other small yep. and a couple other pieces so I think they'll be all right all right who do we got I don't know how many more we got here. Ooh. I think we got two or Ooh. three left in the East. We have, we have, I'll tell you how many. We have two. We have, actually, I'm going to save one of them. I'm going to go with this one really quickly. Orlando Magic, 22 and a half. Is that the lowest one? <laughs> That's the lowest one. 22 um, and a half. Can you I tell me? I almost want to you- take the. Over just because like that's a that's a small amount of wins, but I I agree. But like, can you find me twenty two wins here? Like, where are they going to get these wins from? <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. I only problem for me is I think uh, Jalen Suggs is actually pretty good. I think he's gonna be a good rookie. Because um, I think just, he's gonna be very good too at some point. I just I think he's gonna be a very good rookie. Like I think he's gonna be rookie of the year caliber. Because he just has that like he the way he plays like I feel like it's just like he has that NBA vet type of style you know like mm-hmm. he can come into anything and play well but I'm just gonna go under because there's always a team that ends up with like 19 20 wins and I think if anybody's gonna do it in the East it's gotta be the Magic because even like the Cleveland Cavaliers like I just mentioned they got a couple guys that have been two three years in the league mm-hmm. and at least should get better. The magic man, they're just like they they're they're like the true tank story. Uh can you guess who their highest paid player is? Probably like fucking Terrence uh what's his name from UW? Terrence Ross? No, but he yeah. is one of their highest paid players. What was he second or third? He's their one, two, third, fourth highest paid player. Markel Foltz yeah. makes more than him at sixteen yeah, million true. a year. Uh, Jonathan Isaac makes more than him at 17.5 million a year. And then there's one more player on their team. That's the highest paid player at $20 million a year, $20 million a year on, on the magic on the Orlando magic. And that'll buy you a lot of, a lot of land in Orlando. Has he, has he been on the magic? I don't believe he's been on the magic, uh, in his career until this season. I don't believe I could be wrong. There. No, it's his second season on the magic. What? Gary Harris makes twenty million a year oh, on yeah. the Orlando he Magic. He left Denver. Yeah, that was not a good signing. Yeah, so 
that 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 should work out for them. So we'll see how they go. I, I I'm going under as well. Same. Well, the last I saved the best one for last, George. I know who it is. The Philadelphia 76ers, 50 and a half. So we're talking, we need 51 wins. Um, do you see Ben Simmons practice today with a cell phone in his pocket the whole time? It wasn't a cell phone. I know everyone's tweeting that out. If you, what is it, Ben? I don't know, but if you pause, if you actually pause the video for a second, it's a square. It's not a cell phone. It's very clearly not a cell phone. Uh, if for those that, if you watch this on YouTube, maybe I, you can see this a little better. I'll bring it up. But like, I thought it's pretty obvious it's not a cell phone because if you look at it pretty carefully and pause it, it's like a, it looks like there's like a white box of some sort. Let's see here. I know the, you know, you know me. I like to investigate things. Yeah, you. I definitely didn't investigate it long enough to realize if it's a cell phone or not. I saw something in his pocket, assumed it was a cell phone, and moved on. Why'd you assume? Because everyone was saying it was a cell phone. Well, people are usually wrong. Oh, let's see if I can get it for you. Yeah, I can't really. You see that white box? Yeah. There, there's no cell phone shaped like that. It could be just the lighting. I don't know. You're right. There, that doesn't it's look like a cell lighting. Phone. It's a lighting. But, but what it's is it? Man? What, what the hell is it? I don't it? know. Like it could a, be like a headband sp- folded up. I mean, oh, that's a good point. Or a portable speaker. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Imagine if it's a portable speaker. I don't just think it's anything that would music. fall out or, or valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Simmons is a bitch. Yeah. Do you see him? I mean, forget, forget if it's a portable cell phone or it's whatever it might be. Um, you got two guys on this team. One of them, Ben Simmons, like you said, total bitch. And the other one, Joel Embiid, total fucking awesome dude. Like, it couldn't be more opposite. Like, one of them I love as a person. The other is a complete asshole. Well, then uh, I guess in that case, what's going to happen when you got complete assholes going on? I'm going to take the over. Um, I think they're going to be a good regular season team again, like they were last year, and then probably falter in the playoffs. I think they're going to be fine in the regular season. And I think the Ben, ben Simmons eventually gets traded for some pieces and everything gets resolved. I don't know what to take, George. Like, I'm just tell, saying it on the podcast. I will not. I, I would advise anyone listening to this to not put money on the Philadelphia 76ers over or under. If you do, like, you're literally like flipping heads or tails. Yeah, because, I mean, come on. Like, how do we know what's going to happen? Is Ben Simmons going to be there? If he is, is he going to try? Are they going to trade him? How healthy is Joel Embiid going to be during the regular season? He could. That's all. You know, that's always a issue with him. He he's he's very capable of being a number one player on a championship team. But he's also very capable of not being available. So it's very it's complex, right? Uh, Absolutely. I'm gonna go under just for safety reasons. Okay, I like your safety belt. Sometimes you gotta be safe, so I'm, I'm just trying to stay safe out here. All right. Well, if we finish our Eastern Conference, uh, let's have some fun here. Give me give me. Uh, do you want to choose two locks per conference or one lock per conference? One. One. All right. I'm locking Indiana over. I'm locking Indiana under. Ooh, we're going head to head on this one. 
Indiana over. All right. Come on, George. George is locking. I like it. We're going head to head on this one. I feel very confident about this one. So do I. The Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers over 43 and a half. Correct? Yeah. I, I, I hope you enjoy watching Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon. I didn't say I have to watch all the games. <laughs> and I just hope you enjoy watching them lose, win 38 games. All right. This is the Sports on Tap. Cheers to sports. Yeah.